Welcome back, everyone, to the Gentrio Podcast. We're here tonight at our open house having some conversations with some of our guests. I'm here with John Quick, uh, CFO of Gentrio. John, welcome on in. Thanks for having me. John, you mentioned something out uh, at the open house about purposeful planning pathways. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure, that's quite the mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, basically, uh, by purposeful, I mean it's one of the great things with Gentry is it's kind of mass customization. And and the reality is estate planning, like many things, is your needs when you're 25 aren't the same needs when you're 35, aren't the same needs when you're 45, 55, kind of so on and so on. And so part of being kind of purposeful planning is it's making sure we're doing the right things for the right people based on stage of life. So for example, when you're 25, you probably think you're going to live forever. But more importantly, more likely than not, you, you don't have a wife and kids and all this other stuff that you're looking to kind of plan the next generation. It's much more, you know, do you have the generation above you, your parents, everything taken care of? And so when someone who's, call it, you know, 25, 30 joins Gentrio, it's, do you have a copy of your parents' will? Do, do you know where it is? Are you going to be able to access it? Do you have your parents' medical information if it comes up in an emergency? Do you know what their wishes are as far as if something happens, what they want done and, and who they want to make the decision of who gets to do that? If something does happen, and this is, you know, this was something I personally lived is, you know, my father passed away unexpectedly from a heart attack. And it was up to me to kind of put together the funeral and think of, you know, what, well, obviously the eulogy is always yourself, but like what music should be played? You know, are there friends of his that I got to think to, you know, how do I get them invited? You know, make sure the right people are there. Who do, who do you want to be as pallbearers? What are some of the things that he'd want said? And so it really is, I think, a mystery for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people end up just kind of, winging it, for lack of a better term, and, and unfortunately so. And sometimes it works out amazingly well, and, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's interesting because I think having someone go through that process of like, okay, let's get a copy of my parents' stuff. Let's ask them, like, where do you want to be buried? What do you want done with your body? You know, some of these things. It just provokes a conversation. And, and your parents, it's, it's actually a kind of cool moment where they can say, like, you know, this is what's important to me. These are the things that I really care about. Like, And some parents, like my, my mom said, I'm dead. What do I care? But... You know, she let me know that she wanted her body dedicated to a university for medical science, which mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have known. And again, it, it's a small thing, but it's it's a nice thing. And, you know, I think she told me some of the things that to her were, were really important to be done. And, you know, and I think that that, that matters. You know, there's there's it's never going to be, be good when someone passes away. But at least that way, I think, you know, it feels it feels like you're doing it the right way, which I think is, is, is of comfort. Um very morose didn't mean, <laughs> didn't mean to talk so much about <laughs> but death but i just you know it's it's funny because most people think when you're 25 it's not relevant mm. um you know the other thing when you're 25 to 30 is you might not be married but you could have a long-term girlfriend you know if you had a high school sweetheart and you're together for eight years and then you pass away um it turns out that they have no say and they get nothing and this is someone you could have been living with for eight years it could be super serious and in a really important relationship in your life and what'll happen is everything defaults to your parents. And depending on what that relationship's like, it's it's all the money you've worked hard to go straight to your parents, all the decisions about what's done with you, where what happens to you and where you go and what happens to everything. It's just, they're completely shut out. It's like they don't exist. Just because you haven't slapped that tag of marriage on it yeah. yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it just, and and so I think that that's, that's, not, that's not right. I mean, that's not what everyone wants to be done. And so I think that having an estate plan at, at 25, even though you, Obviously, no one wants anything to happen, but you know it means that you treat this other person, this this partner, whoever it is, um, as someone, and say that look, you're important, and in fact, we have built this life together. And even though we're not technically married, the answer is 
I want you to have this, or I want you to make these decisions, or I want you part of that, I want this split this way. And, and the unfortunate thing is, you know, for 80% of people, um, that's an overall statistic who don't have an estate plan. But when it comes to that demographic, it's even higher. And so there's a lot of people who unfortunately get in these situations and all of a sudden it's like, it's, it's nothing. But then even worse is it leads to even more animosity, right? Because then you mm. get people trying to involve lawyers and saying, I'm supposed to have this, you get this, I, you know, I take in the stuff that's in the house. And so it just, it just gets ugly in a way it doesn't, shouldn't, and it shouldn't have to. And, you know, I would just hate to think that if I was that age and something were to happen to me, I wouldn't want my, you know, my girl, long-time girlfriend or my long-term boyfriend or, or whatever else, I wouldn't want them fighting with my parents. I would just want this to be a time for everyone to come together and, and, and really to mourn and then and kind of help move on as opposed to just creating more friction and, and, and more bullshit for people's lives. Mm. And it seems like, you know, speaking as someone who's in their late 20s, a lot of us are living kind of in the now. And it sounds like if the, if people my age and people in this kind of younger generation could just focus on doing a little bit of this purposeful planning for the future, they could have a bit more peace of mind living in the now. Well, it, yeah, it just avoids potential awkward situations. You know, like I was, God, I was 31, I believe, or 32, and I had my appendix burst in Guangzhou in China. And wow. I came within half an hour of dying. It, the, the whole story is ridiculous as far as just, you know, I had to be, take a taxi to Hong Kong in order to get mm-hmm. um, treated. And then and then the first hospital are like, all right, your, your appendix is gone, you're, you're septic, you need surgery, you've got to fix this, but we're full. And you're like, wait, what? They're like, we're full. I'm like, you <laughs> Hang take on. me in an ambulance to another hospital? They're like, well, you can, that'll be $3,000. Otherwise the taxi stand is right over there. Jeez. And so I took a taxi cab up a mountain to a hospital called Matilda in Hong Kong. But, but the point was, is, I was, I worked out six days a week. I was, you know, I could run for days. I could do anything. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, like you need your appendix out. And if your yeah. appendix isn't out in the next like Surprise. hour, goodbye. And um, it worked out really well for my brother because, you know, he was the person on my life insurance. He didn't know mm-hmm. that. Um, but it, it would have left a lot of just a ton of paperwork, a ton of aggravation. It would have just been been a total mess. And so I hadn't really thought of estate planning at that point. I, I just, I'd done some life insurance, just got a friend who was in insurance. Um, it would have been probably the best investment because it would have been, a, I think a $10,000 check would have gotten a million plus <laughs> given to my family. But but the point is, is that you, you don't know. And, and then, you know, obviously I'm just, I don't mind admitting it. I'm in my forties now, I'm 42. Um, you know, my life now where I've got a wife and three kids is very much like I've done my estate planning because there's, there's a lot to it. And, and this goes back to that kind of purposeful planning. You know, and my needs when I was 20 and 30 were very different than my needs now. My needs now are, okay, is everything in place? Um, if I if something happens to me, does my wife have everything she needs? Um, I have a little bit of a, an interesting situation in that I have three kids. Um, two of the kids were lucky enough to, to come with marriage. And then my third kid was born two years later. Mm-hmm. And so if I didn't have an estate plan, my first two kids aren't considered my kids which means that everything would go to my third kid and they would just be ignored and pretended like they weren't ever a part of my life. And that would be, that would be heartbreaking. Um, and, and again, it's not, you know, it's just one of those things you don't think about until you're kind of like, take a second and be like, oh yeah, I guess depending on what state there's government or some, some law somewhere is gonna dictate what happens and it, it might leave lasting scars for people that you don't want to do that to. Yeah. Um, so, and 
and look, and that's just kind of one thing, and that's that's the thing with this statement. There's so many things that that come out of this that you know, if you take the time and dig in, are there. But I think a lot of people kind of hand wave over and just be like, ah, oh, I'm dead. Who cares? Yeah. You know, um, my kids are ten, seven, and two, and um, you know, I think about my two year old, and he went to known his father like a two, like my ten year old, my seven year old. I've been in their lives for for most lives. They know me. They know who I am. They know. You know, they know how much I love them. They know kind of my hopes and dreams for them. And we, we they know enough. Um, he'd have no idea who I was. You know, so being able to record a video of just like, hey, here's your dad. And yeah. like, here's, here's you know, here's here's what it was like to hold you for the first time. And here's, um, <laughs> I'm going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> um, but but those are things that, I mean, I'd want him to have not closure, but just that, that, that memory, that experience. And I couldn't imagine him not having that because he, he obviously you'd get videos that were ever had been uploaded online or whatever my wife had on her phone, but I'd want him to have more than that. And so yeah. to me, that's that's part of an estate plan. Um, you know, and, and when there is, you know, money, which is going to be there for all, for all of them, I don't want them to sit there at 10 being like, all right, I got a bunch of stuff. You know, obviously I want that to pay for college. I yeah. want to, I want to do something where as a, you know, as a father, even if I'm not there, I could help with a down payment on their first house or, or I could buy them their first car or something yeah, meaningful. Leave that effect. Yeah, but just again, purposeful, being able to do that, being able to say that this is what's going to be there and this is what, I want them to know that this came from me. Mm-hmm. And, and those are things that are they're impactful and important. And then, you know, when when I'm older um, and, and I'm, you know, let's fast forward 10, 15, 20 years, now there's a whole other set of things. You know, my kids are grown and all of a sudden there's grandkids. And, and the same thing I said about kids, of wanting the kids to exist and feel special. Like I want my grandkids to feel like their grandfather knew who they were. I don't want it to be like, you know, grandpa left stuff to, you know, Julia, Soren, and Ethan, and grandpa left stuff to these grandkids, but child number three or unborn child of my my other child. You know, it's you you want something to be continually refreshed so that it's current, and and it's not sitting here. And I'm telling people you're going to do, redo your estate plan every you know every month or two, but you know every year you should take a look and be like, hey, this is what I got, and is this is this what I want? Am I sure that this is what it is? And I think that. People don't think to do it for whatever reason, and it, it's unfortunate. And you know, I think for a lot of people, um, one estate planning is expensive if you don't <laughs> use a gentry yeah. or like that. And and they're sitting there saying, "Look, I'm not going to keep paying for this year after year after year. That's just doesn't make any sense." And, and by the way, they're right. It doesn't make sense to spend a thousand dollars a year on estate planning. That that, that no. Um, but in a in a service like Gentrio, where it's it's a nominal amount per month and a nominal amount up front, rather than a large amount up front and a large amount every time you do something, it does make sense to look every year and say, is this right? Is this is this current? Is anyone being missed? Have I do I want to rethink anything? Because I'm you know, or has anything changed in my life that I want to want to do this? And you know, it's as I said, it's you know, your your legacy is is your family and 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 what you leave behind and. You know, I think for a lot of people, like the last thing you want to leave behind shouldn't be chaos and, <laughs> and destruction and, and animosity. You know, I um, I uh, I come from a family, and I'm probably way too personal for this podcast here. But um, my my mother's side of the family, it was massive fighting. Uh, my great grandfather had done very well for himself and and left a very complicated estate plan that dealt with different generations and did this and that and. It all ended up in court, and the only person who won were lawyers. And then this family feuded for over 20 years over a dwindling estate where legal fees kept chipping away at it every year to the point mm. where everyone ended up with a little something, but not near what it should be. 
and it left brothers not speaking to sisters and, 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 and sisters not speaking to brothers, and it left the next generation. It only got settled once that first generation started dying off because they all felt they were owed something that they yeah. weren't getting or it wasn't enough or something was done improperly, and it just led to them digging in their heels, and it, 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 it ruined that, that family in, in a way that um, those are years and, and times that they'll never get back. And, and so it's, it's really, um, you know, one of these things that I, I hope more people take seriously. I think as, as a mission, it's kind of cool to be working with a company where you look at it and say this can have a real positive impact on people's lives. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it's, it's not something people can see immediately because it's one of those things that's like life insurance, you know. It's only there when you're dead, which is like, ah, okay. Yeah. That's hopefully a long time. But, but when that happens and you're like, you know, I'll just speak for myself and speak personally. You know, like I know that if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, um, the house is paid off. I know the kids' college is paid off. I know that, you know, everything is taken care of in a way in which no one has to worry about anything and that, you know, my family isn't getting knocked into a different life and, and put in a situation that's beyond the pain and, and, and hurt of me going creates all these other residual problems that, that, that I wouldn't want them to have. And I think estate planning is kind of like that. It's It's... It's making sure that when things happen that, you know, you're not focused on nonsense. And and instead of having, you know, um, again, I'm going to go personal. Uh, my father passed away unexpectedly in 2018. It's 2022. The estate's not fully closed. And there wasn't money in the estate either. It just isn't done because it was just, I want to say clusterfuck, but that's probably going to get edited out. Um you know, the issue was none of the papers were there. There were, were trusts because he was an accountant, made things needlessly complicated, but no trust documents to be able to deal with anything. There was things all over the place. And when there isn't the information readily available, it's a problem. Um, he had two brother, or two uncles of mine. Uh, one was a brother, one was a brother-in-law of his, refused to serve as executors. So we didn't have executors. So we had to petition the government to get executors put in place. Uh, the will that we had predated my parents' divorce. So my mom was excluded because they're divorced, so she can't do things. So it just, everything was, was a mess. And, and what was even worse is five minutes would have, five minutes, literally five minutes of just making a simple update would have prevented all this craziness. And, and so I can say from personal experience that not doing it means an estate that could be done in a month takes years. Uh, things that could be done for basically nothing and money that could be handed off without any taxes or probate or anything instead gets tied up and, and becomes a massive aggravation and the only one who wins are the lawyers you have to pay to help sort it out or the hours and hours of nonsense you have to do yourself, which no one wins. And and that's where, you know, I think that it's kind of cool here to try to help and, and try to make it so people don't have to do so many things. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that'll be kind of cool because, you know, when people here go through and be like, oh, that wasn't so bad at all. And you're like, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> but it That's wasn't so bad yeah. because you did what you needed to do. And by the way, the, 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 it's like the minute of preparation saving hours of pain. Yeah. So the, the getting everyone on a Gentrio, you can sign up and do your first document in five minutes. It's, it's literally that simple. And, you know, we're making it even easier. You know, the goal of the company is so that, you know, five minutes, you got a first thing in place, which obviously having anything in place is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, your annual review where you see what you got and it's literally, you can, you know, right now you log in, but eventually where we're going is you could send a text, you could, you could do whatever, it's just small, simple updates. Basically we want in the future so you can communicate however you want. If you want to text, hey, my information is text someone, get it updated, throw in the vault. You want to be able to email, you want to be able to, 
you know, to whatever it is, dictate verbally. There's there's so many different ways that we can make this simpler and easier. And that's really the mission is how do you make this simple and easy for someone to do, simple and easy for them to update so that there's no barrier to getting things done. Mm. And, and the second things are done and current, the better everyone's is and the better situations are. And, and, and that's that's a pretty cool thing to try to do. Yeah. Leave the legacy, not the mess. Right? Exactly. Well, John, this has been a pretty deep conversation. I definitely thank you very much for sharing everything with us. Um, one question that I ask everyone who comes onto the podcast, and I'll ask you in the uh, in the viewpoint of speaking to your you know twenty to thirty year old self, if there's something you could tell everyone about estate planning, real quick, what would you just want to let everyone know? Oh, my twenty year self. God, that guy was stupid. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think the cool thing would have been by taking a look at your state plan or just even thinking about it, it would have just been nice to take a 20-year-old kid who, who was off jet-setting and, and working his ass off and doing stuff to just think about the future and the future he wanted. And so I would say, I think it's, you know, I think you should do something just because you're working hard, you're earning a lot, you know, you should protect what you got and you should be doing something to do that. But also, you know, think forward to where you're going and, and, and this might be a good way to go do it. And also think about think about the relationships you have with the people in your life like your brother and and your your parents and your friends and candidly this could be a cool opportunity to tell the people who matter to you that they matter and mm. and i think the i think the 20 year old self you know if he'd done an estate plan it actually would have been pretty and i'd love to read it i'd really mm. love to read where i was because you know i think everything i made or earned i didn't need to go to my parents my parents didn't need it my brother didn't need it. i think i think it would have been i would have done something crazy stuff like you know, if the Leafs are in the Stanley Cup final, um, <laughs> take some portion of money and buy tickets for my best friends. Mm. You know, um, you know, make make my parents take a vacation, and therefore, you know, the money's put aside, but they can only spend it if they, you know, agree to get on a plane and go somewhere. Or, or you know, I would have done fun stuff like that just to let the people um, that matter to me let them know and give them a way to say I care. And I think that could have been that could have been really cool. Well, John, thank you very much for sharing your story. I appreciate it. This has been the Gentrio Podcast, interviewing some of our guests here tonight at our open house. John, thank you very much for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me.